All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to another treasure-filled episode of the Fresh Brains Podcast. With you, as always, I'm your host, Scott. And I'm Brian. Uh, hey, welcome back, Brian. How you oh, been? Good, good to be back. Yeah, I've been okay. How about you, Scott? Can't complain. I'm getting a little sick of winter. Uh, I kind of wish that we could maybe get some sunshine and some warmer temperatures, but I live well, in Illinois, so this is what I'm going to get. <laughs> that's i always figured well i'm i'm on the east coast so it's not much different over here but uh i always figured that's why they made the month of february shorter they were like which month sucks the most let's let's shrink that one a little bit see i actually have the theory i i go with march is the worst month oh yeah because it's just a constant tease like <laughs> you're like february i expect to be cold and i expect it to be shitty but then March comes along and you can kind of start doing some stuff, but not enough to enjoy it. Like there are days that it's warm enough. You can go outside, but it's a muddy mess. So it's not worth it. Or, mm. you know, Oh, it's finally warm, but now it's going to rain every day. Like it's, it's like they're, they're teasing you with outdoor, <laughs> but it's not actually there. So I, I, I don't feel know. I feel the same way about shitty Wi-Fi. I would prefer no Wi-Fi to really shitty intermittent Wi-Fi. So yeah, I, I totally you feel you. So don't come to my house because I have like the worst internet connection ever. Oh, I know. That's why the movies glitch once in a while. Mostly, yeah. We we haven't upgraded in about eight years, I think. So <laughs> <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're still using like America Online. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, when like our internet company, I had to call and like dispute a bill at one point, and they were trying to like upsell me to a new package, and um, I don't know. Somehow we got talking, and I kind of said, I was like, "Well, this new package you're offering, what's it cost?" And they told me, and I said, "Well, what what's the package that I have like go for?" And the guy was like confused. He goes, "Actually, he's like, I've only worked here for a couple years. He's like, but I don't see your package anywhere. Like, it's not even." in their catalog anymore <laughs> <laughs> your grandfathered into some low low internet cost like some other package that he just he's never even heard of this plan <laughs> Jeez. well i think my internet will be good enough that we can get through this movie so we'll we'll at least make it make that work and you know oh, maybe, yeah. I'll, maybe i'll upgrade one of these days but you have no idea what we're watching do you I don't, and I like it that way. But now I want to know, what are we watching? So I was I was kind of digging through the list, and I didn't have any holidays that I had to play with or you know special events I had to work around. So I could really just kind of go based on my own whims, and I was kind of in the mood for something a little more classic, um, something a, a kind of gritty and... and um, I don't know one of the one of the old favorites that I knew you hadn't watched and okay. doubted there was too much like that on the list still until I came upon uh, one you know way down on the list from 1976, The Omen. Oh, I've always wanted to see this. I've I have to say though I've seen like a remake of it, but yeah, not the same movie at all. Oh yes, this is this has been on my list. Yeah, the remake was a. Um, it was nothing more than a marketing cash grab be based on a calendar date. It came out 
on <laughs> June 6th, 2006, because they were like, oh, look, oh. it's 666 this year. We should make a movie and release it that day. What could we do? How about The Omen? <laughs> <laughs> that was the sales pitch for that movie. <laughs> Damn. So, yeah, the original uh, 1976. Uh, I doubt there's really anybody in this that you know. Um, okay. Gregory Peck stars in it, who, unless you watch a lot of really old movies, you probably have no idea who he is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might recognize him. He's kind of the main character. Uh, but yeah, born in 1916, he was in a just a shit ton of movies, but nothing that I doubt you would know. Okay. Um, but yeah, I I really don't want to talk too much about it because I do think it's a pretty interesting story. Uh, do you know the plot or anything about this? Uh, some kid who's supposed to be like the Antichrist is born. That's what I remember from the remake. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the short version of it. There's a lot of nuances to it. I think it's, it's a very subtle, clever way that they do it. Um, we can cool. kind of talk talk afterwards the about why i think that it works so well but um okay yeah it's it's kind of right in that area that we just had a lot of the like kind of gritty 70s movies um this one in particular was very very heavily influenced by i I actually want to be careful saying that It, it it came out intentionally writing the popularity of the exorcist okay so there was, especially within books at that time, there were a couple of books that were just like huge, huge horror, you know, cult classics. And they all kind of dealt with Satan or cults and, and all of that. And this was very clearly playing into that whole realm. But I, th- I think does it d- does it uniquely enough that it, it stands on its own? It's not a cash grab or anything like by any means okay yeah i I think the other movie i'd seen that this sounds like it might remind me of a little bit is rosemary's baby i saw okay i don't don't know if they've ever made a remake of that but the original was great i think they're trying to or they did and it failed or they were working on it and it is still in production i don't know i i do feel like that's on the horizon or recently came out but Okay. Um, yeah, the original of that's an absolute classic too. I was yeah, fantastic. Glad you had seen that. But yeah, that's a perfect example of the, the same kind of movies that came out around this time, playing with that idea of you know kind of Satan invading your your home, your sanctuary, your safe space. Mm. Uh, all cool. right. Well. Um, yeah, I guess we don't really have too much more to, to talk about before we get into this. So, um, yeah, I could say we can pause here. Yeah, I guess we'll be back in just a few minutes with our fresh thoughts on The Omen. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Delicious things to eat. The popcorn can't be beat. 
The sparkling drinks are just dandy. The chocolate bars and the candy. So let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat. Well, Brian, what'd you think? Do I do I need to shave your head and look for uh, 666 anywhere? No, I was a horrible kid. I'm sure my mom already checked. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. That was great. I loved it. Oh, man. I got to get some of my friends to watch that. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Um, I think that there, I mean, there's a lot of people who know of it, but I don't know how many non-horror fans, at least in 2023, have seen it um because it's you know this year well let's see 76 i think is when it came out so i mean we're we're, we're pushing you know so i can't even do that math but uh, i mean <laughs> g- getting to the point where i think that it's not a common enough title like the exorcist or something to where modern audiences would have s- been seeking it out so i i think it's becoming pretty obscure at this you know, juncture, but you know, horror fans still definitely know it, but I'm, I'm not surprised that you didn't. Yeah. I had, I mean, I had seen it on, I think Amazon, like the, the, well, I hadn't seen the movie, but I had seen like the, the logo, I guess. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just, I just never gotten around to watching it, but I think, you know, one of the things I've noticed when I, I talked to some of my other friends who, also haven't seen any horror movies is that they've never heard of half of the movies that you've had me watch on this show. So <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably a pretty good guess. Yeah. The Omen's a pretty big one though. So I would, I would hazard a guess that pretty much everybody's at least heard the title. Now maybe I'm out of touch and I'm wrong, but I, I would think that people at least know or have heard of it, you know, just not likely have seen it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. I mean, it's so. old, and I think, you know, uh, we've talked about this a couple, a little bit on the show. Um, I think people, you know, nowadays you tend to see, oh, that movie's almost 50 years old, right? It's probably not worth, probably out of touch, right? So people mm-hmm. tend to pass those things off. I know I did. I think I'd seen the trailer for this and uh, just put it in the bottom of the list. But, yeah, that was a bad, that was a bad decision on my part. This, this movie was great. I thought it was um, it was it was fun and kind of like humorously creepy and then horrific at the end. Mm-hmm. So I was I was down with it the whole way. Yeah, I don't honestly don't have a whole lot to talk about with it, which probably means this will be one of our longer episodes. That's how that always works. But <laughs> I, um. But I did have a couple of points that I wanted to bring up. For starters, you've you've seen the remake, um, which barely remember it. Okay, I was gonna say I saw it too, but I saw it pretty much well sometime in the summer of 2006 because I did not go see it in theaters. But I remember renting it pretty quickly after that, and yeah, I, I remember nothing about it at all. Um, but I was just curious. Yeah, if you've seen it or since you've seen it, what what you remembered or could compare or contrast? 
Um, yeah, so it's super fuzzy. It, I, you know, typically I'll watch a movie, and if I don't really like the movie, I forget pretty much everything about the movie kind of quickly. Um, I think I remember the scene where she's falling from the the stairwell or something. Okay. And I, I think my impression of the remake, at least that I can remember, is that one, the the kid is not as cute. He's a little like he's less cute. He's darker. He's more ominous, I guess. Mm-hmm. And so it's a little less subtle that way. And I think it's less creepy that the kid is sort of cliche evil, kind right. of. This one, the kid is just like an annoying little, you know, five-year-old, right? That, that was me, you know? I even had like long curly hair. Right. And and so that's, that's one of the things that I wanted to talk about. And to, not to get too spoilery, but there are two sequels to this. And... Mm-hmm. I would I would recommend you watch them because okay. it very like they're not near as good as this one. I'll, I'll just caveat with that. But they are very closely tied together and it's very much a um, three parts of the same story. Um, hmm. What parts two and parts three do is they just continue his growth and development and you see him you know, basically Damien, as he gets older, I think in part two, he's uh, early teens, mid teens or something like that. And then Mm -hmm. by, by the third one, um, he's the president. And (laughs) so it's just how he's slowly working his way up and fulfilling this, you know, prophecy. But What's so interesting once you start watching the sequels is they really play with the idea of he is slowly learning who he is. Like there's there's a scene I can remember in part two where they actually like talk about he he's he's chatting with somebody that um, was basically sent as a servant of hell to like help him and guide him. And that person is like talking to him and telling him like, you're the son of Satan. Like, and he, like, he didn't know it. And that's, that's an interesting thing when you then go back to this one and kind of look at it and you just kind of, you can watch this two ways. You can either watch this as, yeah, the kid just knows that he's the son of Satan because why wouldn't he know that? Or you can watch this as, yeah, he has no idea. And, you know, the things that he does, is it because he's evil or is it because, well, they were just accidents that were maybe truly accidents or were being, you know, the strings were being pulled by other forces. Mm. Um, And I think that there's a strong argument for that. And I think the movie's a lot creepier, at least to me, from that light, because when you look at things like, uh, Mrs. Baylock and the nanny ahead of that, like they were servants who were sent there. They knew exactly what he was, mm-hmm. but you know, there's the the first nanny, you know, jumping out the window. You know, it's it's for you. It's all for you. It's always been for you, kind of thing. The the kid's what five years old. He doesn't know who the hell he is or what he's doing. He's just blowing out candles at a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um. Then, and and even at that scene, it looks like she got her orders from the dog, you know, the, yeah. this hellhound who showed up and is like, 
you know, mentally telling her like, yep, it's time, go do it, make a show. Um, Mrs. Baylock does similar things. Like when Damien's riding the tricycle, like he's, I don't get the impression that he's like, oh, there's my mom. I'm going to go knock her off the balcony now. Yeah. He's riding around in circles. Mrs. Baylock's the one who opens the door and lets him out into the hall. Right. Now he doesn't stop, but it's not like he's doing it. It's he's just kind of this, you know, trail of evil and chaos and she's guiding him to do the next step. Yeah. I think the kid is kind of like, that's, that's how I, that's how I sort of was thinking about it when I was watching the movie. The kid is really, in my mind, he's more of just like a force of nature almost. Like he's just acting on instinct, you know, he's not, like pre-planning out, you know, his takeover of the world, right? I think there's that, maybe they hint at it a little tiny bit with the scene where she, the the nanny first meets him, the door looks like it closes on its own, but she could have, you know, closed it or something. You don't know. Mm-hmm. But I I think for the most part, that is that is exactly one of the reasons that makes this this movie so effective. It's that, you know, he could just be a little kid with a weird you know, devil birthmark under his hair, I guess. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I never questioned the fact that he truly is the son of Satan. I think there's, yeah. there's too many people who know it, you know, yeah. all of the, you know, acolytes from hell that already know before they've ever been told there's all the people, you know, on the side of the church who, who know, like, mm-hmm. so to me, it's not a question of, is he, or is he not? It's more just, does he know or not? And mm-hmm. is he acting? Is, is it volitional that, you know, the things he's doing or are they just accidents because evil and misfortune follow him? Hmm. Yeah, I guess that's an important distinction. I, you know, I think one of the other things that I, I liked about this movie is that it's sort of played with the idea of fate and being in control of your life a little bit. Like the guy, the father started realizing or getting hinted at that this, you know, his son was the the Antichrist or whatever. And, you know, he kept trying to sort of prevent things from happening. But the more he did, the more the, I guess, the forces of darkness sort of worked against him. Right. So he was really just not in control at all, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, and I I think that's kind of one of the bleak messages of this movie is that everybody here is just a pawn. Like nobody had any control to actually sway the events of this movie. Like it was going to happen the way it happened no Mm -hmm. matter what. And no human being changed the outcome even slightly. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's that maybe that's even sort of part of the movie. Like all of this has been foretold, right? We're just acting out what was going to happen, mm. whether we know it or not. So I guess yeah. that's sort of like in the photos, right? The photos that predict all the deaths. Well, those those it's just going to happen, right? There's nothing you right. can do about it. It's just a fight against time. But it's not even really a fight because what you can't do anything about it. Right. So I thought that was kind of creepy and. I don't know, fun, I guess, in this movie. 
Well, and it plays into the whole, you know, prophecy at, at the end too, because they mm-hmm. they talked a couple of different times. The the photographer and um, uh, the ambassador as they're driving to um, Italy, you know, or something. They're they're look or he's reading Revelations and realizes like, oh, it's gonna like basically be born into politics, or your politics is how this war on Earth is gonna start, yeah. and. That, so it's like, well, what what more powerful of a position is there than the president of the United States? And through the whole thing, you th- you know, Robert Thorne thinks, oh, he's going to inherit my fortune and my estate and become the ambassador and follow in my steps. Mm-hmm. And instead, <laughs> what happens is because Robert's killed. The president adopts him. Exactly. <laughs> you know. So yeah. once again, it's like, this is going to happen. Like, it's just a matter of watching it play out. Yeah. You know, I was wondering when, cause in the revelations, they talk about like brother against brother uh, on, what was it? Opposite sides of the ocean or something. So I was wondering if it was going to be like the U S versus Britain at some point, mm. or I don't know. I was, was trying to sink that, but. Yeah, it was fun. Definitely enjoyed it. And I, you know, I really liked the pacing. It was, I think the, we talked about this again in another, another horror movie, how the, there's sort of like a fine line between humor and horror in that they both sort of play with this, this feeling of tension, right? With the, the audience. And I thought this movie kind of did that pretty well. Because some parts of it I thought were, you know, darkly humorous, right? And um, and at the same time, it was very effectively creepy. I don't know. Maybe you can articulate that a little bit better. I I can't because I don't know what you mean. I don't find anything humorous about this movie. (laughs) Um, Shit. So I got to think back. Like, I think... Like, for instance, I thought it was kind of funny that you know, he didn't want to go to church. And then as he gets closer to church, he starts like throwing a fit. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. He's, you know, he's, he's clearly the son of Satan. I thought the music was a little gaudy too, when they did that. But then again, the movie sort of, I, I thought that was funny and it was like kind of humorous for me in a dark kind of like, Oh, that sucks kind of way. But then it got, kind of horrific when he started like beating his mom in the face and like they show the next scene that she's all bruised and stuff mm-hmm. you know so I, I don't know stuff stuff kind of like, I think the movie did this a couple of times where I thought oh I know what's going to happen and wow that's definitely what would happen in this that makes sense and then it happened and it happened way more than I expected it to happen so I don't know yeah, interesting. Yeah, I, I don't see the humor in it. I, I definitely think it's dark. Um, but what I was going to say, and this was one of the other points that I wanted to bring up, is one of my favorite things about this movie is that I, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. The movie is bleak and just. I don't know, like it's not in your face. There's a subtlety to it. Mm -hmm. 
and even the horrific scenes um it doesn't have the like jump it's it's not mm-hmm. it doesn't follow the standard arc of oh like now there's the climax of we know that he's evil and he knows that he's evil and so now there's a a fight scene and a chase and all the like high action moments like there's little snippets of that like with Thorne fighting Mrs. Baylock in the kitchen and there's mm-hmm. some hor- horrific scenes like a couple of death scenes but for the most part it's it's so subdued and it's more about just an hour and 50 minutes of atmosphere and when when you were if you were to describe a movie where uh, you know an ambassador uh, adopts the antichrist and <laughs> spent spends the movie trying to figure out is it really the antichrist or not and all of these horrible things kind of just follow him this is how that would play out like it doesn't follow the tra- trajectory of a horror movie in my opinion mm. and i like that i i like how how subdued it is because it's just it gets under my skin in a different way yeah yeah that's i think i get what you're saying and for me it came across as like a trudging through all this like uh i guess yeah dark ambiance right Mm -hmm. because it's like the whole movie is kind of like and then it just keeps going and it's it's kind of like a steady creepiness it doesn't really build too much and then at the very end, you know, he does the hair thing. He cuts off the kid's hair, right? And then it's, you know, there's that fight scene. In that fight scene, I started pulling my hair out. Um, but, yeah, it was very steady in the way it kind of kind of happened. And I, well, I also really liked that. Well, and it also doesn't, doesn't really have any tension in the traditional edge of your seat kind of way because really there's no surprises mm-hmm. if, you, if you really think about it like we know right away yeah the kid's the antichrist like because the very first scene is all about you know oh robert thorne his kid was killed and or died they don't really explain how yet and he adopts this kid but the priest starts showing up pretty early on is like yeah this is not good and he's quoting revelations he's talking about it and he even drops the line he's like yeah the mother was a jackal and yeah you know it's 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 muffled because some there's some other noise at the same time but you could hear it Mm -hmm. so even that big shock scene at the end where he pulls open the grave and there's the skeleton of a jackal in the mother's tomb that's not that like gasp oh my god reveal moments like well they told us that an hour and a half ago <laughs> you know <laughs> same thing with the tattoo of course he's gonna have the tattoo in fact they showed the picture of it in i forget whether the photographer or somebody had some clipping the newspaper clippings i guess of it so it's like we we knew it was there like so nothing's surprising here yeah i, I guess other than the first time i saw this i was not expecting Bugenhagen to be like hey here's seven daggers and you have to stab your stab the kids seven times on the altar in a church like that was Radiating a little out of left outwards. field but <laughs> yeah that one that part was a little out of left field but the rest of it it's like 
yep, we knew this was where it was coming or going. This was told to us. Like, you have no reason to be surprised by anything here, but it still keeps you tense. So, yep, that's what good atmosphere can do. They can yeah. tell they can tell you what they're gonna do, and you're still tense when they sh- when they do it. Yeah. That's true. I like. I think a good example of that is the graveyard scene, right, where you the camera sort of cues you in and they play the panting noise, so you know the dogs are watching them, right, and you know that they're going to uncover the graves and it's going to be like a jackal, and then he's going to find the skeletal remains of his kid, and. Yeah, which that that's another point. I thought that was obvious. Like when yeah. they start digging up the graves, like obviously the jackal, you didn't know that the body of the jackal was in the tomb. Like that wouldn't, that wasn't necessary. Although we knew the mother was a jackal. Yeah. But when like I, th- as the photographer and Thorne are talking, like they even say, "I'll bet they trans." You know, when they swapped kids, they put my baby's corpse in here like he says it yeah and then exactly he says i'll minutes... know my son is alive if it's not in here <laughs> right and like so two minutes later he opens it up and there's a skeleton in there and we're supposed to be like oh my god sh- surprise like no we we knew that like yeah. the only shock was that there was a hole in the head it's like oh the kid was murdered like we didn't know that detail but yeah. you know it's again these shock reveal moments that weren't really shocking because they told us yeah and and then the dogs that we know we're going to attack they attack and i think even though we knew they were going to attack that was still kind of like a grueling like edge of my seat kind of scene because it was so i don't know i guess it was it just had this very visceral feel to me because mm-hmm. it just kept going on and on and you'd think it would be over you'd think they're free and it just kept he got stuck he got his arm in the gate right and it was just very tense the whole time kind of i think that's kind of what i meant when you know you what happened what you think is going to happen happens and then it just keeps happening until it's like too much i guess yeah kind of similar thing with the the fight scene at the end where he's trying to fight off the the nanny right like she's biting him, you know, and yeah. her mouth is gets all covered in blood, right? And it's just this grueling fight scene. And you know, I I probably will remember that fight scene for a good long while. And I I don't think that the remake did anything quite as visceral as that. If it it's got to have a fight scene in it, like, but I can't remember it at all. I'm guessing it certainly could not have done the uh, decapitation scene like this movie does. Oh, yeah, that was great. That's one of the best death scenes in a horror movie that, by far. Yeah. Um, right. Mean, like, clean off. <laughs> the panel hits it and it just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, no cutaway. They're just like, you're just going to keep watching this. <laughs> yeah. Oof. No, it was good. All right. Well, I'm glad we uh, can check that one off the list. It's been a bit of a long while since I've sat and watched it, but it was good. And yeah, like I said, I would recommend you go check out parts Watch two and three. Yeah. All right. 
Cool. So, all right. Well, uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a, another mystery episode. Uh, Brian, you're enjoying kind of being surprised and having no idea what we're going to watch. And let, let's be honest. I usually don't decide till about 20 minutes before we turn the mics on anyway. So, <laughs> yeah, no, the surprise is great. You know, all day today, you know, I'm, I'm doing work and thinking, oh, you know, I'm going to get to watch a movie. I wonder what it's going to be. Is it going to be another really weird movie like Rob Zombie's House of a Thousand Corpses? Or, or what's it going to be? So, yeah, I like that. Spoiler Tell alert, me. it's not going to be Rob Zombie again. Oh, yeah. What a shame. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that ship has sailed. Maybe, <laughs> maybe one of these days we'll oh. get desperate enough we'll do like the Halloween remake, just so you can have a frame of reference to compare, but that's, <laughs> that'll be a ways down the road. All right. Sounds good, Scott. All right. Well, if any of the listeners want to uh, give their input on the Omen or the Omen series, um, or if you've read the books, I've heard the book is really good too. I'd be curious if anybody's hmm. read that and have some input, but uh, you can reach out to us. We're on social media, uh, Instagram and Facebook as Fresh Brains Podcast. Uh, you can email us at freshbrainspodcast at gmail.com. You know, all the normal stuff. You know how it works, iTunes, reviews, all that kind of stuff. So I don't need to tell you guys. Um, but, yeah, stay tuned, and we'll be back in two weeks with another brand-new episode. And until then, I'm Scott. And I'm Brian. And just remember, just be safe next time you have a kid. Just just shave it and check. It's you'll you'll thank me. Mm-hmm.